I'm Mike Breen, Public Awareness Officer for the American Mathematical Society, and I'm talking with Jordan Hashimi, who's a postdoc at Duke, actually has a joint position in electrical and computer engineering and psychiatry, and we're talking about an app that he and the team have developed at Duke that helps people screen for autism. Uh, so Jordan, can you tell us a little bit about how that works? Yeah, so this is uh, an area that I've been working in and working with collaborators for about five years now. And we've been looking at behavioral coding, which has played key roles in assessing childhood development and especially looking at autism risk and even detecting different signs of autism. And one of the big challenges that we face is to do behavioral coding. It has to be done by medical experts that have to go through intensive training to administer reliably the tasks and then also code the resulting behaviors of the children. So one thing that we've been working on is being able to alleviate some of that behavioral coding and get it in a mobile platform so that people that don't have access to these medical experts have access to their knowledge or at least a subset of their knowledge, especially for looking at autism risk. That access is pretty small, right? They might eventually get to them, but it's not immediate. Yeah, that's, that's definitely true. In some places, even in the U.S., communities totally lack medical experts, especially for autism. And so that's just one thing that we're, we're looking at and trying to get that knowledge of the medical experts out there. Mm -hmm. So uh, let's say a parent has this app. They can administer it at home without very, very much training or without any training? Yeah, so the, the app itself has movie stimuli that we've designed with our big interdisciplinary team that has medical or has autism experts in psychology and psychiatry and also neuroscientists and with these movie stimuli they're designed to elicit behaviors in the children that are relevant to known autism risk markers and at the same time we record the child's face with the camera and use our own computer vision techniques that are developed by other interdisciplinary members on our team, such as electrical engineers and computer scientists that code the resulting behaviors of the children and look at stuff like facial affect, how much they're engaged watching the movie stimuli, different things like if they're moving their head or if they're sitting still. And with these behaviors, we assess different autism risk. And it's screening, really. It's not a, a diagnosis right then. Yeah, that's a very important thing to bring up, that we're really at this stage of screening for specific autism risk markers that are indicative of potential autism risk. So diagnosis requires very thorough and in-person procedure with a medical expert, and we're not trying to replace that at all. We're trying to look at specific autism risk markers that are indicative of a child having autism. So in the end of the app, the child and the parent get feedback saying that they need to go see one of these experts in person to get further assessment. And when you think about development in the brain or for a child, probably the earlier a person can know for sure, the better. Yeah, that's definitely true. Right now in the U.S., the average age of diagnosis isn't until 
almost between four and five years old. But through literature, we've seen that we can detect specific risk markers for autism as early as one year old. And these have to do with the behavioral codings that are all done manually by medical experts. So that's one thing that the tools that we're creating and this app that we're creating is trying to get that knowledge of these early risk markers that can be seen at a very young age, get them out to the community so parents and caregivers can get this early feedback that they should go seek higher order assessment. Mm -hmm. Now, at one point you were talking about the visual cues and, and recording the maybe how the eyes are moving or how the head moves. I imagine that involves a, a lot of computer vision. Can you tell us some of the, the, like the math behind what goes on with the app? Yeah, so to automatically code some of the behaviors, we're using a lot of different math techniques, and it's a lot based on linear algebra and probability and developing different models to look at facial aspect and look at reactions from the face. And, like, for example, probability. We use probability to be able to combine different risk scores. So if a child doesn't react to a certain part in the movie stimuli, like we have in one of them, a tower falling, which is a social interaction that's going on. If a child scores poorly on that instance, but then scores better on another instance, we have to be able to weight their behaviors for both of those to give a final assessment on the risk. And how does the app do? Is it pretty successful? So we've been very fortunate with the app in here at Duke where we have access to clinics here at Duke and in the area where we have clinicians administer the app to children that are coming for yearly visits or 18th month visits. And we've also been able to develop it and deploy it out in the wild where it was out on an app store and parents were able to administer it at home. And right now we're in the data collection phase and we've collected over 4,000 videos and have been developing the tools based off of this data collection and validating them further. And it's very exciting that it's just kind of skyrocketed and the amount of manpower that we have working on this is incredible. So... Jordan, is there anything you'd like to add, either about the app or about uh, your research? We're super excited about this app and just about kind of child development in general. And this platform that we've been developing has gotten a lot of attention in our area, our community, and it's been actually pretty exciting to see the looking at other disorders, not just autism, but some other childhood ones and looking at how we can move into those areas or help those areas as well. And I think a huge part of it is just having this big interdisciplinary team where it's not just engineers working on algorithms to code behaviors, but we actually sit down with people from the medical side and work with them one-on-one -on -one to bridge the gap between our two knowledge bases to create this all-inclusive app that is appeasing and using knowledge from all expertises. <laughs> now, another thing that is actually really exciting about this app is so much in behavioral assessments have to do with an N of one. A child and a parent come into the doctor's office and they get observed at that time point. 
And so the child might be having a bad day. They might have just had shots earlier in the day, or they might have not had good rest the night before. And so by having kind of this mobile platform that parents can take it at home and administer it more than one time is huge in the future implication that looking at trajectory, how is the child developing on a month-to-month basis instead of yearly checkups or six-month checkups? And so I think that's something that we're super excited about as we're developing this app and we start looking at more longitudinal studies. That's something that this platform has real power in. And is it okay to say the name of the app? We don't have a full name for the app quite yet. We've been looking at using different apps in the clinic and using a different app at home. Mm -hmm. And so the name of the app is that we did at home was called Research Kit Autism and Beyond. Mm-hmm. And and so could could anyone go and download it? Or they do they look for in the App Store or? Uh, right now, the Autism and Beyond study is closed. I think it's still on the iTunes market, and you can look at the study and learn more about it. But we're kind of in the next phase of using the data that we have, the data that we've collected, and learning about which movie stimuli are working and which ones aren't and kind of reiterating that process and we're working on what's next well jordan thanks very much that's jordan hashimi who's a postdoc at duke and uh, is working with the team and he's uh, he has a joint position in electrical and computer engineering and psychiatry and he's part of the team working on the app that he's been talking about uh, jordan uh, good luck with everything and thanks thank you very much